This is the Cameron Journal Podcast. It's a place where we talk about important things. It's a place where we bring a little slice of the news to you. It's a place where we do important things, have important conversations. It's also things that I like to talk about. My name is Cameron Cowan, and this is the Cameron Journal Podcast. Today on the Cameron Journal Podcast, we are joined by Paxton Quigley, who is the author of Armed and Female 2, Never an Easy Target. Um, this woman has been everywhere and has been a scion of this for a while. Um, her previous work has been um, read and evaluated by everybody. She's been on 60 Minutes and NBC Nightly News and all this type of thing. She's been everywhere. So this is a good get for us that she's very kind to slum it down here with us in oh. podcasting world. And so um, we're going to talk about female self-defense and guns and what it all means and how women can use these tools to defend themselves. Um, and as you know, everybody has women in their lives and self-defense is important. So we're going to dive into this. So welcome Paxton to the Cameron Journal podcast. Well, thank you for, uh, having me on. I'm looking forward to our conversation about women and guns. <laughs> yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Armed and Female 2 and what it's about and what your goal with the project was? Okay. Well, let me first tell you that I used to be anti-gun and um, something happened. And I'd like to tell the story because it shows what happens. This went back about, uh, I'd say about 15 years ago. I was um, just having a good time in LA and all of a sudden I get a call from my friend saying, come over, come over, something horrible has happened. And I said, well, well what happened? She said, well, well, come over. And this is what happened. She was sound asleep at about 2 a.m. in the morning in a very nice neighborhood in Los Angeles. Uh, her bedroom was on the second floor. She had her window open. And of course, she never thought that anyone would come in through her window. And that's what happened. A guy came into her window. Uh, he had a gun. Uh, mm. He attacked her, raped her, and ran out. And uh, she, she was just like, you know, lost in in space, so to speak. She it, it happened so quickly that she didn't really understand what was happening, but she was terribly bruised and confused and crying. Uh, I came over to the house and I gotta tell you, she she was a mess. And I took her to uh, a nearby hospital where she was where she was taken care of. And I gotta tell you. When I saw the damage done to her, not just physical, but also mental, I said to myself, this is never going to happen to me. And believe it or not, three weeks later, I got the courage to go to a gun place, a gun range, and actually learn how to shoot. 
Now, I've got to tell you, I was scared out of my mind with the gun. Uh, it was a 38 Special. Uh, they tried me on a 357 Magnum, but that, but that, that got to be too. That's big. way too much kick. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> now I know. Now I can handle the kick, but then I couldn't handle it. And then I went to the store and and picked out a a a 38 Special revolver. Um, it wasn't a snub nose. Uh, it had a, a you know a, a, a three inch barrel, and um, I said to myself, "I'm never going to have this happen to me again." And out of the clear blue sky, I decided maybe there are other women like me out there that have had the same experience. Uh, it didn't you know directly happen to me, but I, I saw the damage. And lo and behold, I decided that I wanted to learn more about shooting a gun. I took all of these fabulous courses out there that are available to people all around the United States. And I got a, a, a good teaching uh, when it came to, to uh, owning a gun. And I decided that I wanted to teach women how to shoot. And for the next number of years, I taught more than 7,000 women throughout the United States, as well as abroad, how to shoot a handgun for self-defense. And after that, I decided to write a book about uh, being armed and female and what it was all about, uh, owning a gun, uh, choosing a gun. And then 30 years later, which is now, I decided to go ahead and buy and, and write a new gun, and not a new gun, a new book called Armed and Female, Never an Easy Target. And uh, it is available on Amazon. And that began uh, a whole new, you know, start with me to talk about women and guns. And uh, I, I uh, don't think that every woman should own a gun, but I think that if you perhaps live alone, uh, you work the night shift, uh, you uh, are taking care of your children and you're the really the sole, uh, shall we say, uh, protector of children, uh, you might want to have a gun for protection for your family. But that also means that you've got to have a place to store that gun and it has to be in a place where you can get to it right away. And at some time, you have to explain to your children why you have a gun and even show them the gun, but to explain to them that it's not for them. And you could even, if they're at a certain age, perhaps even take them to arrange and teach them uh, the mechanics of a gun, not necessarily to actually shoot a gun. So this is what uh, um, I've, I've been doing. Uh, I feel it's really important these days with so much happening out there. And surprisingly enough, it's mostly been white women who have purchased guns. And there are figures out there that say that 35 million women own guns for self-defense. Uh, and also they say, uh, this, the stats out there, that there are 350 million guns in the United States. So we certainly are a, a, a gun culture in, in, in the United States. And um, getting back to uh, women, you know, learning how to shoot a gun, 
it's it's not an easy thing to do and it's got to be taken seriously just to to go out and you know buy a gun uh, a lot of women do that or they have their husbands or their boyfriends or fathers uh, to teach them how to shoot they should definitely go to an NRA instructor course and really know all of the proper uh, things that need to be done when you shoot a gun and when you own a gun you know, it's it's really important that you say that because it's no I was nervous about having you on because it's obviously no secret. We have gun coaches obviously very popular in this country. I grew up in the South. I grew up with the 22 by the door. Everybody did. That was normal in the world I grew up in. Um, but it's obviously that, you know, we have a bit of a gun issue in this country with our propensity for mass shootings and inner city crime and and all this type of thing. And so it's but I also believe in self-defense, you know, that's, a, I think, a, a, a vital part of the conversation. And so it was with a little bit of trepidation because the, you have kind of these two extreme camps where it's like all guns all the time and no guns never with not a lot of room room in in between. Um, how have you how have you handled America's fraught gun debate over the years. You've been doing this for a long time. How is how have you handled that? What have you what have people said to you? What have you said back to them? How's that worked? Well, I can tell you in the beginning, there were a lot of people that were shocked by what I was doing. Uh, they didn't like it. Uh, I lost some friends because of that. But it's interesting enough that, you know, 20 years later. Things have changed in the United States. And I said in, in more ways than one, you know, women taking care of children, et cetera, et cetera, that I think now there's more of an openness about uh, having a gun at home. I think there are people who have a gun at home and really don't like to have a gun at home. Uh, but I think that they're, they're realizing that we do have more and more crime uh, in the United States, unfortunately. And unfortunately, uh, we have a, you know, a, a slew of people out there, mostly men uh, who uh, have psychological problems and, uh, you know, are, are walking down the street. I mean, just in New York yesterday, there was someone who was shot, a man, an older man walking down the street and someone came along and shot him. Fortunately, he wasn't killed. Uh, he wasn't really badly wounded, but that's how things have become, for example, in, in New York City. So I'm not saying that everybody is now walking down the street in New York City carrying a gun, but people are becoming more aware of where they go, uh, how late they are at night. Are they walking alone? Where are they walking alone? Uh, should you be walking with another person? Uh, is it best to be walking with a man? There, there's so many now uh, people thinking differently about their lives and the lives of their, their children and the rest of their family. No, certainly. And I think the pandemic has really shifted a lot of that in terms of how society has has changed. Um, I was joking during the pandemic. I said, um, you know, this the pandemic is so bad and the presidency of Donald Trump is so traumatic, even liberals are buying guns. Um, because there was a big uptick over the last couple of years of people buying guns. And uh and so it's um 
you know, but it seems like every time every time we have a run at gun control in this country, it never gets off the ground, you know, and and anything that does get passed is so impossibly watered down so as to be useless. Um, when it comes to gun control, like what is your perspective on that? Because obviously that affects how easy it is for people to get guns or not. Well, you know, it's a conundrum for me because on one level, I'd like all guns taken away, but then there's a whole other big level of there's there's a certain amount of, uh, uh, shall we say, crime going out uh, mm-hmm. of that uh, is, is scaring people and they do want to protect themselves. Now, my book also uh, deals with learning how to protect yourself by taking a lot of these different courses where you learn how to fight off uh, uh, someone who's out there and is trying to hurt you. Uh, one of the best uh, uh, groups is called Model Mugging that's been around for years and years. And uh, the woman, or they have even classes for men where they, they fight off uh, a man who's dressed from head to toe in a, a big helmet and is padded. And you learn you learn various uh, ways of you know kicking somebody, uh, yelling at people and all that so that you know I've, I've done those courses and it certainly has made me feel stronger and a lot of times when I'm walking down the street I kind of rehearse it in my mind believe it or not and say well if someone attacked me uh what would I do first uh you know because I look around and see where I am uh will I be able to yell or um uh, you know what do I do and one of the most important things for for people to realize and women especially that it's best to drop to the ground if you can because uh usually a man is bigger and you want to uh bring it down to the same level so that you can kick uh use your elbows uh use 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 your your hands your nails uh and of course yell and keep yelling no no no, because you want to keep your your yourself going so that you can keep fighting. And uh, I have spoken to a number of women who have been able to stop their attacker and the guy literally running away uh, because they had this knowledge of how to protect themselves. And of course, then there's the other way. Uh, there's uh, pepper spray out there. I talk about other non-lethal weapons that are available. You know, if you don't want to do do uh, uh, learn how to uh, shoot a gun, there's also another way. Uh, it, the gun is the is the best in one way, and in other ways, it could be uh, a bad situation for you. Uh, if you're not really prepared and know what to do, the guy could run at you and take the gun away from you. There's always that possibility. And so uh, in, in Armed and Female, number two, never an easy target, I kind of go over all of these different things that are happening, including traveling. Uh, you know, there are a lot of women now who are traveling alone and they have to take precautions that if they're going into a country where they they really don't know what's going on or in another city, they they have to have certain knowledge before traveling. And that's why I thought it was really important to have that chapter that even if you didn't want to have a gun with you, at least read the chapter. And it's a long one on taking care of yourself when you're traveling. 
No, the one of the dangers of travel, even domestically in the U.S., are quite are quite quite you know a thing. I I was um I spent most of twenty twenty um traveling actually, and uh, and I had you know friends, particularly guy friends, that are kind of like you travel and like you aren't armed, like that makes no sense whatsoever. I'm like, well you know, I go to certain places, I do certain things, I don't do certain things, it's fine. Also, I am six foot and a big brown dude, people tend to avoid me anyway, so I don't have to worry that much. <clears throat> but um, especially traveling internationally, there's all sorts of ways you can be taken advantage of, or mugged, robbed, left for dead, all this type of thing. The more knowledge you have, the more tools you have at your disposal to try to counteract all of those threats. You know, and sometimes you don't even need to go that far. Sometimes you can be got, you know, because you're in the Walmart parking lot too late at night. So I I think in my when I was looking over your book, one of the things I thought was really cool was your message was very empowering. You know, even in the title, never be an easy target. It was about, you know, giving women tools and things to make sure that they can uh, you know, at least put up a defense, you know. At minimum, make them work for it. At maximum, save yourself and your children and and get out alive. So I thought that was really good. A different take on it. Well, you know, uh, I guess it's come from experience and, of course, listening to so many stories, because when I had the people in my classes, I would always the one of the first questions is I'd go around the room uh, and ask, why are you here? What are you looking for? What's happened to you that you are here in my class? And uh, my classes uh, usually uh, were between, let's say, uh, 15 and and 30 people, depending. And I, I preferred 15 to 30, made it much harder on the line, obviously, because right. I would do outdoors and need a lot of assistance there uh, to manage it. Uh, and so it, it it was interesting to hear the different stories. And, and some of them, it wasn't their own story, but the story of a, a friend of theirs and said, you know, this isn't going to happen to me. So, uh, I, I you know, I got to tell you, I was pretty surprised at how many women over the years have been victims of assault it's it's uh it's, it's quite large and in many cases of course you never hear about it but uh and it it, it doesn't mean it can be you know a, a strong looking woman even uh doesn't have to be because you look weak or you're an, an older woman or a, a grandmother or anything like that and of course then the other situation is children uh, there, there are courses now for children to learn how to protect themselves and uh, not to, not to use a handgun, obviously, uh, but children to take, uh, courses, uh, it, it, in self-defense. And I think that's a really, really important. And I suggest to all of your, your listeners out there, uh, that if they have children, they should uh, definitely invest the time in looking for a, a class for their, their child or children makes a difference, makes them smarter. Yes. Well, I think that I think the other aspect of this that I think is rather sort of interesting is, and I've, I've said this for a while, because un, unlike a lot of people, I'm not anti-gun, but what I am 
against his gun ignorance. And I love the education piece of what you're talking about. Because I'm going to like, if if you're going to own a gun, please learn how to shoot it, how it works, how to clean it, the whole kit. Because um, a lot of times, you know, women just, you know, get a gun from, you know, father, husband, brother, boyfriend, all this type of thing. And never actually really learned how to use the thing. Um, I, I use my mother as an as an example. She's gone to the range, but dad does have to work. Mom does can't clean her own gun. So um, you know, I think I think no having that knowledge of the full kit all the way through is really is really huge. So I like that education piece you've got. That's really important, I think. Well, thank you. And I think uh, by having stories out there, I have a lot of true stories out there of women who have uh, come out, you know, alive or or, or not hurt, um, because I think that uh, people then have a better feeling that, uh, yes, you might be uh, assaulted, but uh, you if you know what you're doing and have learned, uh, you'll be able to protect yourself. And I think that uh, there, uh, and I think there are more and more women that are realizing it because there are more and more women purchasing guns. And and for me, the interesting thing is the fact that most in the past it used to be uh, Caucasian women, but now there's a real uptake of Black women and Asian women who are learning how to shoot a uh, a handgun. So you're getting a whole different group of people uh, coming into to, into the in the area of protection that we didn't have years ago. So I think that it's it's important and I you know I keep stressing it uh take some kind of self defense course. If you decide no I don't want a gun, at least take a self defense course so you know how to defend yourself. Uh, that, that's so important. Uh, it's not only uh, verbal self-defense that you need to know, but you know, physical self-defense. You need to know to say to some guy, you know, uh, uh, get out of here, or I could use some, <laughs> some, you know, more bigger profanity, so to speak, but I don't know if they're allowed on the radio, so I won't say <laughs> them, but, uh, uh, you know, be strong. Uh, that that's you know, part of half the battle because even when you're walking down the street and you're you're looking at your cell phone and if, to me that's one of the biggest problems that people uh, are having now they're so attached to their cell phones that they're walking down the street looking at them and even texting back or whatever they're doing and they're such easy targets it'd be so easy uh to take a woman's purse away from them because they're looking at their uh, their cell phones you know if you're going to if you're going to look at your cell phone use your cell phone uh sit somewhere go somewhere where there's some you know safety rather than being walking down the street looking at that little little instrument it's, it's like <laughs> no the, the lack of situational awareness is uh is frustrating i even find it in myself sometimes but three years of living in downtown seattle has really broken me of a lot of those habits because it's a dynamic and moving environment down here don't you don't know what's going to happen next um and uh and and then I, when i was walking late one night a couple months ago and i was um <clears throat> 
I was with this gal and she was not paying attention. There was a whole string of homeless dudes, drug addicts, which is normal for my block. That's not out of the ordinary, but I didn't, I wanted them to see me first and not her. And she was walking on my left side. So I'm kind of like, you're going to cross over to my other shoulder and I'm going to act really intimidating <laughs> so that these guys stay over there by themselves. She didn't see them. She had no clue what was going on. All I do is look down the road and see points of danger and issues. She was not paying attention. And so, um, yeah, that situational awareness is very important because if you can see a problem coming, you can avoid it or you can at least be very more prepared for it. Right. You know, if you, if that, because the element of surprise is half the advantage. If you can undo the surprise part, you have a much better chance of defending yourself, you know, which can be nonviolent. It can be, uh, you know, it can be non, you know, non, uh, non-lethal, or it will give you enough time to make sure your gun is at the ready. <laughs> so situational awareness is a good thing. I've never heard situational awareness. I'll have to uh, put that in my next book. I, I like yeah, that. It's a military term. Yeah, it's a military term. Well, it's, uh, you know, I haven't been in the military, so I can't tell you, but... uh, Me neither. I've learned it by osmosis from... I'm surrounded by vets. I've learned all this stuff osmosis from them. (laughs) They've taught me a lot about stuff, so... I'm in New York, and I'm not around people uh, who have all that information or, or ability to tell me all that information. And a lot of what I've learned is reading other books prior to my book and realizing that there were a lot of, shall we say, loopholes uh, that were needed for for women to understand more about uh, self-defense than than what is given out there. And uh, so I'm I'm really proud of it. I'm, I'm also so happy that there were women who came forward to tell me their stories so that the book is is filled with stories from women of, of all walks of life, uh, some with children, some not with children, uh, some some uh, black women, some you know Asian women, so that uh, uh, you know if if, a, if an Asian woman said you know I don't know if if, if Asian women can sh- should have this uh, by reading this book they will see that uh, every woman. Uh, needs to have knowledge of self-protection. And uh, if they want to go the next step by a gun, uh, you know, it's a big step. And I, uh, you know, I don't say every woman should own a gun. Not at all. I think it's it's a, a very personal uh, uh, decision and should not be done quickly so that you really uh, can feel good about yourself in terms of what you are doing to protect yourself and your family. No, that's, that's very, that's very good. That's very good. And so, you know, like, like we've said, an increasing, increasing importance. So, so I mean, I'm saying you wrote the first one a long time ago and you've written the follow-up now. Um, what, what, what got you motivated to do a follow-up? <clears throat> Well, I, I start um, seeing all the statistics um, mm. and I, oh, I said, there's so much more happening now and there's so many more uh, guns available. And uh, I think people are more aware of what's going on out there. So that uh, I said, 
it's time for me to write another book. And it took me seven months to write it. That's and, impressive. <laughs> and, I, and I like this book so much better because it has lots of pictures. And I notice when pickle, people pick up a book, and in my book, they always look and see what pictures are in there. And I've got pictures of the, of the various guns uh, and, you know, talk about each one. And uh, I'll just give you, an, uh, you know, a little one here. Smith & Wesson M&P Bodyguard 38, pros. Durable, built to last, easy to clean inside and out, good for concealed carry, accurate from 25 to 30 yards. Cons, some users found it difficult to load. Grips are very small. Cylinder, difficult to pull out at times. And then I say this is a small, reliable, and accurate revolver, an excellent choice for the price, price, excuse me, approximately $440. And so that becomes kind of interesting uh, for people to know how much a, a gun will cost them. The opposite, uh, the Ruger LCR 5456 9mm, uh, it approximately costs $829, $829. Not too many women that can afford that. So uh, I've tried to really, it, it's almost, I want to say, encyclopedia, because it, it, I don't think, perhaps I have missed a couple of points. I don't know. But I tried my hardest to get as much information in so that once a woman reads this book, uh, she will she will know more or less what she wants to do and what she should do. And by the way, uh, this book, Armed and Female, Roman numeral two, uh, it can be purchased online at amazon.com. Uh, it, it, it's a, it's available and it's an easy read and it's, it's got everything in it. I, you know, I look through it now, uh, after finishing it and I said, wow, I put in a lot of information. Uh, <laughs> Brad, uh, and I, I quote various people. Here's something from Brad Pitt, the, uh, movie star. Uh, I put in a quote, America is a country founded on guns. It is our DNA. It's very strange but I feel better having a gun. I really do. I don't feel safe. I don't feel the house is completely safe if I don't have one hidden somewhere. That's my thinking, right or wrong. Uh, so uh, here's a, a, a former President Ronald Reagan. Uh, With the right to bear arms comes a great responsibility to use caution and common sense on handgun purchases. Uh, here's uh, the founder of Chicks with Triggers, and she says, most men want women to have revolvers so damn bad, but we are completely capable of having semi-automatic guns, big ones at that. I helped over 1,500 women pick out guns, and only around 10% of them have actually gotten a revolver. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you bad guys, uh, <laughs> uh, be careful who you attack because you never know who's there. They might look pretty and sweet and they, they might know how to fight and they just might have a pistol in their purse. Well, I think that's a great note to end on. Thank you so much for coming on the Cameron Journal podcast. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. And uh, uh, thank all your listeners. And I hope they'll get Armed and Female, Numeral 2. It is available on Amazon.com. 
Thank you so much. That's all for this episode of the Cameron Journal Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Visit us online at CameronJournal.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And I love to talk to my followers and listeners. So please feel free to uh, get us on social media at Cameron Cowan on Twitter. And we'll see you next time on the Cameron Journal Podcast. <laughs>